Hello, Angel Bainey. Welcome to the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. I'm very excited for everyone to get to know a little more about you. So if you don't mind, can you introduce yourself? Maybe tell everybody who you are and where you're from and maybe something that you like to do for fun. Yeah, so I live here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, lived here most of my life. Traveled, you know, lived in Las Vegas for a while. Came back home. Um, but this is where I reside with my husband, my three cats, and my daughter. <laughs> three cats and, and my yeah, we love to um, just be outside, hiking, swimming, skiing. Skiing is coming up soon, so we're very excited about that. Awesome. Yeah, I've always been too scared to do that. Um, so now that we got the, the fun stuff out of the way, um, why don't you share with us a little bit about what you're doing for, for work and what you're doing in the entrepreneurial space? Well, it's a mouthful I got to get used to. It's Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. What can you say, Rick? Um, yeah. So for 20 some years, I was a body worker. And because of COVID, I decided to pivot because going back and doing massage was not going to be the way I wanted to do it. Um, so for a few years now, I had been looking at how to just really get along with my daughter better, how to have those communication skills with her. Because, you know, there was no communication in my family as I was growing older. My mom was there up until like sixth grade and then she went back to work. And we were pretty much on our own. So I wanted to make sure that if my daughter needed things, she knew she could come to me. And that's where I found this system that was scientifically proven and I decided to become a coach. So I've been training for the past three months. I graduated. And now my goal is to use this with mothers and their children, but especially their, their daughters, to give them a voice against uh, you know, any kind of bullying, emotional, or physical abuse before it happens. Wow, that's a great cause. Congratulations on graduating. Thank you. Who's your target audience? Like what age group? Is it teenagers? No. So I'm actually working with preteens, moms with preteens, because I feel and research has shown that by the age of eight, most girls lose their self-confidence. They become less resilient because of all the messages in their head from either parents, peers, Um, you know, they start looking at boys sometimes. So, you know, they, they start to see images in the media. So eight is really where it begins. So if we can begin with these girls around six and a half, then we will really make them more resilient, more self-assured. And they go into their teenage years, hopefully with just that strong, self. Wow. I did not realize it happened that young. That is so super disturbing that they could pick up on the chaos of the outside world that young. Like I get that brains are changing and all that good stuff when they're young, but I hate to hear that they're picking up the negative that early. Yeah. And I think a lot 
does have to do with social media. But, you know, um, I remember being in middle school, you know, and it was awful. And a lot of girls say middle school was awful. But you know why it's so awful? Because it begins in like third grade where cliques start forming, right? And if you're not the type of person that says, well, I don't need to be in that clique. I can have friends here. I can have friends here. And if those groups aren't going to accept me, I'm okay with myself and I know who I am and they don't need to accept me. They, I, you know, I need to accept them. Um, so that's why I think it's just so important because going into middle school, you want to have that emotional intelligence. You want to have those skills. Yeah. So you're working with the moms or the children or both? Well, first I begin with the moms because I think a lot of us moms, we have this plan as when we have our child and we think I'm going to parent differently from my parents. Right. And not to put our moms down, you know, I had a great mother. She was very nurturing. She did everything for us, but she came with a habit and pattern of how she was parented. Right. So we come from a big Italian family. And people say that we talk loud or we like to yell. <laughs> That's funny because I'm sitting here actually thinking how soft-spoken you are. I just turned my volume up. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. But I, I, I was married to an Italian and my mom is one of eight boys in, in the San Angelo family. So I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Lots of vowels there. Yes. So, you know, and that was my thing when I, I was not going to do this, I was not going to do that with my daughter. But those patterns are embedded in us, right? And so when she would do something that triggered me, instead of going back to what I've learned from parenting books, right? Because you always go to the parenting books. I used my voice to yell, to kind of scare her, to just not make her feel good. And that's where this communication course came. And I thought, you know, she's six. I'm not going to stress her out. I'm not going to stress myself out. I need to learn a better way. And I need to break the habit, the patterns, right? So that's what I think a lot of us parents need is we can read all the books, but we actually need someone to help us with those skills. And I'm all about the positive. I'm a very positive person. I see a lot of these um, parenting things as being more towards the negative, like, is your kid a spoiled brat? Is your kid this? Is your kid that? You know what? Kids are not in a box. They have a really dominant personality that we need to know about. And if we know that, then we can parent from a positive way instead of labeling our children, because that goes with you through life, right? You may not think it does, but it gets embedded. Everything we say to our children gets embedded deep in our tissue. And who knows when it's going to come out. I've learned that from interviewing so many guests on my addiction show. And there is a common thread and, and I'm talking everybody from people who've been suicidal to, you know, professionals. And it all goes back to childhood. Like the, there's a theme of that. And it's really freaking scary uh, to think, I guess 
I never thought that it could go back that far. So I love that you're on the front side of it. I, I've seen, there's a lady on TikTok of all places, and I've seen her recording her and her daughter, who's probably about the same age, and they do affirmations together in front of the mirror. And yes, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Like it just, I'm not a parent, right? So there's a little disconnect for me on the, how I would approach it. But my rule was, like you said, I, I decided I wasn't going to be a parent until I could do a better job was kind of my strategy. No, and again, no offense to mom, grandma, the generations, but right. It was, it was just, I was never prepared to be in a position to do a good job in my opinion. So to see, to see this new way of thinking, I, I really love that. I have a 16 year old niece that is finding her voice now at 16 and it's got to be even that much harder because now she's already gone through the bullying and the just the bad situations that you get in school and from your peers. So I think your mission is just spectacularly important. Yeah. I mean, you know, with this bank system, so we're, it's based on four codes, okay? And we are all the four codes, but what happens is we all have this dominant personality. And if we see that in our kids, then we're able to adjust with the way that we um, teach them, the way that we, um, you know, I want to say, um, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say like discipline them, you know, but it is, it is, you know, I mean, all kids need to have a little structure in their life, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a certain way that you have to go about it depending on your kid's personality. And it's really important. So this is what this system teaches you. And the thing about this is, you know, I've looked at a lot of the different personality systems and there, there's just a lot to them to learn. Bank is so very easy to learn. And it's, it's within minutes that you can tell your child's traits because we have this fabulous AI, we have a way to do it with cards. And then you start to learn the system as you're doing this. And the beauty of it is it applies to all relationships. It applies to all relationships, whether you're selling to somebody, whether it's in your family or you're forming new friendships. Can you, can you give us a little bit of clarification? There's a couple of things that I'm stuck on. What is... Bank. Are you saying B-A-N-K? Is that like an acronym for something? Yes. Okay. Let's start there. What does that mean? So bank stands for blueprint, action, nurturing, knowledge. And we all have these four codes, but within us, we all have a dominant personality. So for me, my dominant personality is nurturing. And under the nurturing, there's 12 easy traits to recognize. Now, I also have a second, third, and fourth code. So my second code is blueprint. And because of that, I do things in a structured way to nurture myself. My stress code is knowledge. So, you know, we're learning these new things about social media, um, how to build your business. So instead of putting things into action, which is my last code, I was in stress and I needed to learn, 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 learn enough. 
but you've got to put it into action if you want to actually make this work, right? So once you recognize these four codes in yourself, um, so what I do first is you asked how I go about this. I work with the moms first because they need to realize what they're about, right? And they need to gain a little bit of respect and love for themselves. And then they can, we call it cracking the code of their children. And since I am especially working with moms and daughters, we crack the code of their daughter. And then we look at either the differences or they could be the same code, but then you realize where you need to come from. You step out of the lenses that you're in and you step into your child's lenses so that you can speak in their communication, their dominant personality. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that for me. That's pretty witty marketing to bank and crack the code. And I can see how it all flows together. Well, the, the interesting of part of this is I got into it because like I said, I was a body worker. I was looking to pivot. I wanted more communication, but I didn't know what my next step was going to be. Um, as far as the communication, you know, I knew it was going to apply to my daughter. So the woman who invented this, Sherry Tree, was actually a finance person, and she wanted to be able to sell to people better. So she did like discs, she did Enneagram, she did, you know, um, some of the other personality assessments, but it never taught her how to sell better. So she reversed engineered this, and she looked at what traits people have to buy. But when you think of selling, right, when you have children, they're always trying to sell to you. Mom, I need that toy over there. Why do you need it? You've got a billion more. Well, I need it for this, this, and this. And there's certain reasons why they'll tell you. Right. It's brilliant because, yes, everyone's always trying to sell to you. They try to sell you why they're a good person to be friends with, right? Mm -hmm. It's not manipulative. That's what I love about it. It's not like trying to mimic the person that you're speaking with. It's understanding them. You know, it is about empathy and love. And that's, that's why I got into this because that's what I'm about. <laughs> so how was it, how was it taking, like you said that it was um, kind of, you know, the COVID was kind of the preempt to this. How was it making that transition? I mean, was it scary to, to dig into something completely like, away from your normal trade? I mean, what, did, what were those feelings like? What was the transition like? Well, the transition into learning this was really easy because it's, it, it is an easy system to learn. And because when I was a body worker, the way I worked with my clients is I always tried to communicate with them why they had the pain and where it was coming from, right? Because... Your shoulder can hurt, but that may not be where the pain is. And so communication was always my skill with my clients. Um, But understanding them and how to explain it to them is even more ingenious, right? So like, uh, or I should say genius, like, um, so when I found this, I thought, this goes right in line with what I really want to do. I love talking with people. I love connecting. I love networking. So this was great. The scary part was learning how to do this 
on social media online. Yeah. Um, I'm just such an in-person people's person. You know, I love to shake, hug. I love meeting you face to face, but I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, I just want to make sure that the relationships that I grow online are true. And I want people to know my true self. You know, uh, my husband gets a little afraid that like, you don't know who these people are out there. And like you said, you have to be careful and I get it, but you know, I think if you're really nurturing people and you're honest with them, then you'll find the people that are going to be honest with you. That's what I'm learning the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah. I think you're onto something there. And I think that a couple points need to be called out on what you just said. The people type of people, people, persons, like you mentioned, you are, and I know I'm the same way. I'm not so big on all that hugging stuff, but uh, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better. My, my old team would be proud of me. Um, but going from that shift to this online world is really, we have to almost modify our personalities to some degree, I think, to stay connected. And I think your husband's point is also valid that we don't know what we don't know. And I'm sure you experienced what I'm about to say too. As we grow in the communities, right? Like I love that we're in the same communities. So I I love that. And it's so helpful. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have started this show without having access to so many wonderful people from these communities. But I, I think that I don't want to say we can almost tell, but I know for me, I get like 800 friend requests from people with these crazy names and all this weird stuff. I think that after practicing it a little, and, and I'm calling this out for the people who are, might be scared about trying and going into this world of a bunch of strangers or, or thinking about what it's like, right? Because we're, we're focusing on this whole starting our new businesses, especially in the middle of COVID and all the things. And I don't want them to feel like they have to be afraid. Like it almost is like practice. You get used to who's the bad guy and good thing. Like I found an undercover bad guy recently. So that happens too. And it was just more of a ethical thing than a do harm stock. But I think, well, so have you had that experience? Have you had a lot of these random people? And yeah, so you know, and I, like you said, I'm thankful we're in the same groups because, you know, I think we're able to connect with others to say, hey, do you know a little bit about this person? What I was doing is, you know, because you're told to just start accepting friends. And I was not going back and looking at people's profiles or what they were about. Um, so what happened was, is you know, I made a post just asking a great question about, hey, when your daughter gets older, what would you like her to know before she's a teenager? Very important question. And I got so many people, even people without children that said, or people without daughters that said, hey, if I had a daughter, I would love her to know this. I would love her to know that. My whole purpose for that question was to find out, you know, if these girls were getting into social media, had been bullied or, you know, what, what was happening with your daughter? Well, somebody came on that post, put political views that were very ugly 
and put something very hateful. So I went back to this woman's website, uh, her Facebook page, and I didn't realize that I had friended her. I had no idea who she was. And I said to her, you know, please don't post political hateful things on my post. This isn't what the question was about. And I unfriended her. I reported her. Then she got her family to come back at me. I was cyberbullied. At 53, I was cyberbullied. And it broke me for two days, Bobby. I remember. I, re- I remember the video uh, sharing. Uh, you know, because I come from a background where I had a relationship that was horrible domestic violence. And, you know, I had to escape that or I would have been killed. So that just triggered me. And I thought, I don't know if I can do this. You know, my husband had said to me the night before, are you sure you want to do this? There's going to be people out there that are going to be haters. I thought, that's not going to happen until I grow and (laughs) actually know me. And here it was the next day. And I was like, ah, because of all the friendships I had formed and the groups I was in, I posted that video, as you saw, I was broken for a few days. And people said, Angel, step back and just realize who this was and what they were about. And I thought, yeah. And you know what, Bobby? I'm so glad that happened to me so quickly because it was such a learning experience. And now I'm very, very careful who I friend. Yes. So that's another takeaway for the audience is some of the tricks is going back to their profile and looking, I think looking for mutual friends. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I don't know why, but I get a lot of the um, men, it'll say one mutual friend or two mutual friends. They're all doctors and amazing people with great pets and fabulous cars. And, uh, you know, the mutual friend is a somebody's like a girl's name twice and a picture of a flower. And, and, you know, like it's, it's just, you know what I'm talking about, right? Is that why you're laughing so hard? I'm laughing because exactly what you're talking about. So obnoxious. So we're calling that out. Beware of the crazy doctor widowed guys. Um, they're BS. My mother, it just happened to my mother. She had posted, she just posts everything just normal stuff, not business. And somebody posted, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a harmful post. It was like, Oh, you, it's one of those generic, you post the most beautiful things, blah, 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 friend me. And I'm like, mom, no, no. And she goes, well, I had already done it. And then he started bothering her or whatever. The person started bothering her. So like, yeah, no, you gotta be careful. So, well, and I think that's how it begins. It begins with a, loving post like I don't know I had one the other day from a gentleman that was like you're so beautiful it was a picture of my daughter and I at my 50th birthday my mom had made a cake with my picture on it as a baby and was like hugging my daughter and it was like you're so beautiful you're a beautiful mother like you shouldn't be married you should marry me and okay and you know you just ignore that you just it gives you a good laugh yeah right? 
Yeah. You know? And so now that like I'm building my business, right? That's another thing that I, I'd love to share with people. And, and I'm sure you felt the same way is, you know, you feel pulled in a couple of different directions because you're so passionate about so many things. And you're like, which way do I go? But I think, and I didn't listen to this for a while. If you really focus on what you love, then your deeper passion will go there. So, you know, my deepest why is, of course, my daughter and my family. But my deepest why is also to give back to those families that have escaped domestic violence. Right. I understand now that I can do this through really concentrating on my business now. And there's other ways to give back. Very thankful that you said that because that's been something I've been struggling with recently. And you're a hundred percent right. Like my mission, my why is centered around gambling awareness, right? right? And it's not sustainable for income to help the gamblers, right? Because the gamblers don't have money. Right. But I need to raise money to help the recovery piece. So as I've been on my journey, you know, stepping into things on accident, it was very clear to me that I love my business background and I help now entrepreneurs on my journey to help the gamblers. So it's, it, it is honing in and both things can be accomplished. Again, you're doing some amazing points here. I know that, uh, our, our people listening will appreciate this. And, you know, as adults and, and learning entrepreneurs, hopefully we don't have to have like a childlike attitude, like I'll learn it the hard way my way. Um, hopefully they'll hear us on, on some of this stuff that's going on. So what would you say, what would you, what, if you were sitting in a room like, I don't know, a real room and you were chatting up someone who was thinking about starting their own business, what would you say to them? Like what formal advice would you give them or what insight would you give them to help them along? Well, you know, I would say that you really need to, if you have a few passions first, you really need to focus on the one that's going to help you get to your deepest why. You know, and you need to really have people surrounded that can help you with different areas. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give you advice for free if you can't pay for it first. And that's why it's so great to, to form kind of like relationships of people that, you know, that might be in finance or people that could help you with like a business plan. Um, to to start getting that structure. And once you can do a little bit of that, then you can build slowly, right? But my biggest advice would be really, and this comes from learning from bank, is you have to really be able to connect with people. And you have to let go of what you think is good for everyone, Right? Like you, I love what you said. You're like, I'm not that huggy person yet, but I'll guess I'll get there. But you know what, Bobby? You might not feel comfortable with that all the time. 
And just because other people are, it's okay. That's not your dominant personality, right? So it's okay. And if people approached you and said, I realize that she's not that hugger, but she would rather have me approach her like that. Then when you respect them more and feel like they understand me. 100%. Right? So that's the beauty of this. Like I learned from this, not everybody wants to hug and I have to be okay with that. And it's not saying they don't like me. It's just saying, I'm not a hugger. You know what? And they say this about children too. Some children will walk over to their families and just love them and hug them. Some children don't want to do that. And a lot of parents force their kids to do that. Mm. You know what? If you've got a blueprint kid, they just want to shake hands with your family. And you should let them allow them to do that. If you got an action, they might just want to like give them a fist pump or like kind of like a nod, like, yo, what's up, mom? <laughs> yeah. You be okay with us, right? I-, I could see how parents would have to do the work on themselves first to be able to be accepting of that. But if the parents, right, if the parents don't know what they are first, then it's hard to be accepted, right? Right. You know, My daughter loves self-sports, which means like she likes to golf. She likes Kung Fu. She does not want to be on a soccer team like all the other kids are, right? And that's okay. That's not her. She likes to do these sports that she can grow in and have her personal growth. So why are we going to push her into soccer and make her unhappy? You know, some kids like to sit at home and read a book. They don't want to do sports. And those are like some of our smartest kids, their knowledge. But you have to find a way to engage them into social settings so that they are not considered nerds when they get older. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they have these labels because they never got really taught how to be part of a team and not so much a sports team. You don't push them into that. I've seen, I I would have thought as an outsider and not a parent that uh, homeschooling would be a way for the kids to feel isolated and not part of the team. But now that I know a family that homeschools, it's brilliant. And she's, she's definitely a very mindful mother um, and lets her kids flourish. And I can see kind of the difference. Uh, you know, her two boys are like so sweet. She's co-ops and there's still community without it having to be forced. So appreciate you saying that as well too. And I'm going to totally go off the rails because as you were talking about the forcing them into things, and I had really no idea where this conversation was going to go, if I'm being honest, but I'm learning so much. I'm so grateful I keep thinking of the, you can't leave the table till you clean your plate method, right? Something about that really bothers me. We're an obese population here in the States, but we force our kids to eat. Like, I don't know if that's part of what you can help people with um, or help with the girl's image or whatever, but that's something that I see on TV or like all these things. And I don't know why it's that way. 
So I just randomly had to call that out. But is that something you can help with? Yes, because, you know, being, again, from the big Italian family, we were always like, eat. You know, grandma cooked everything from scratch. Like you didn't eat at all. What's wrong with you? You know, you are every 15 minutes. Are you hungry? Do you want to eat something? I had to break that habit of asking people when I had them over for guests. You know, Tom's family's not like that. They don't always eat. <laughs> well, he eats love in Italian. Like, exactly. I get it. <laughs> but um, yes, you, you shouldn't do that. That's one of the things I think society makes a mistake with because kids know when they're done. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, that whole thing of kids starving in another country puts an awful image in their mind. You know what? Yes, there are kids starving everywhere and it's sad. But you know what? You, that doesn't mean just because they're not cleaning their plate that they're doing a bad thing. Yeah. And you're right. The image in the magazines of girls, clean your plate, but be skinny as a rail. It's such mixed messages. And we wonder why girls grow up so confused about what they should be, who they should be. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went down a little rabbit hole there. Oh, no, it's no, it's great because I, again, it all comes back to how we communicate with one another, right? It really is. And when we bring things that we are conscious of now, that was embedded in our unconscious, we start to, we start to grow more as a person. Like, I didn't realize I was doing that. And now you do. So now you can break that habit, that pattern to be a little bit better, right? And it doesn't come overnight. It's, it's like everything in life. It's a skill you have to work on. But once you get the knowledge of the skill, once you're accepting and loving of that skill, right? Instead of putting yourself down, give yourself grace, right? Yeah. Once you can put it into action, and once you take the steps for yourself, you can take it for your children or any relationship. Right. Then that's, that's the beauty of growing. Yeah. That's and it's the same for business. Same for business. Oh, yes. Once you have those skills, then you become confident and you start to grow your business. Exactly. I think, I think, that's, I think that's kind of where... Things are starting to happen. You mentioned earlier taking action, you know, and getting over kind of that hump. I, I think you used the knowledge example in the bank. And, you know, a lot of us, I think, started around the same time, you know, in, in the beginning of COVID, April, May, you know, like we all kind of landed in the same places, types of places at the same time. And now it's like, okay, I've studied, I've absorbed, I've strategized. Now I just got to show up and oh you know like for me this whole video starting a youtube this is part of my version of showing up to the next level and i'll tell you i can it's crazy to me like my past history i could stand in front of 50 floral managers or my teams or whatever and just be like do 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 
Now this online dynamic, I'm just very uncomfortable with. And um, it would be a lot worse if I didn't have the other podcast. I at least had a year of hiding behind a microphone, but at least trying to communicate. And I still know I'm not perfect with my ums and likes and my thinks. And but who gives a shit? Like I get to be me on my platforms. That's kind of fun is having that freedom. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think some of us try to strive too much for perfection. Maybe a lot of us, right? And I was in that mindset like, oh, you know, my hair is not perfect. Well, I am who I am, you know, and I'd rather show up as my genuine self than fake it to make it. Right. You accept me how I am. And then I know that we have formed that true relationship. Not everybody's going to like me. And I'm now accepting of that. (laughs) Yeah. Took a while. But, you know, but you're like, like this, this is great. It's having a conversation, being our true selves. And this is what I love instead of that just really tight, formal thing. Right. That's why I got away from corporate America. I don't want to be on anybody else's standards anymore. I want to be able to be me and make the impact I know I'm capable of making. So it's a, it's a sore point for me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to circle back if you don't mind. So if, a, if, if someone listening, a parent was listening, a potential client for you, can you talk us through maybe a little about the journey? I don't want you to feel like you have to get into the nuts and bolts. Is it, you know, X amount of meetings a week? Is it, what does that look like for people? So the beauty also bank is that first um, you go to my website and you, dec- you, you get your free personality report. So you crack your code. That report is free. It's like a $97 value, but it's free. And you can also use that link. Um, So I'm at www. I think I have to say that right. I don't know. Hear my voice now. com. And when you go there, you crack your code. You can crack your family's codes all for free. You get a personality report and then you schedule. I'm right now I'm giving free, um, half hour calls with people just to go over their personality report. And then if you want to take a deeper dive, we'll talk about that. Um, I have a couple of different settings where we're doing groups just so you can learn the codes. And then once you've decided that you're ready to crack your daughter's code or anyone in your family, then we can have another conversation about that. But first you crack your code. We have that free conversation to take a deeper dive. And then we find out if we're a good fit for you to go the next step. Yeah. I love that there's a group dynamic too, because it sounds like the parents can support each other. Exactly. Learning and, and they have their own community. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's only, it's only three classes and we can also record them, but it's a better live so that we can ask each other questions. And like you said, support one another. And then the beauty of it is I give you into breakout rooms so I only take six parents at a time because it's no good if you have a group of 20, 30 people. Take six parents at a time so that we can do uh, a one-on-one stepping in each other's shoes and you get to see their code, how they speak, the other person's code. But you're not allowed to know their code yet. Uh-huh. It's called speed coding. You learn how to ask the right questions so that you can guess their code and see if you you've got this so you learn listening skills 
you learn how to really use the different um, personalities so that you can go out in the world and just really start to listen for it. It also, you can tell by people how they dress, their body language also. So that's one of the things you'll learn. Yeah, you learn a lot in the whole three sessions. That's awesome. Well, we'll have all of your contact information and everything blown up. That's kind of the fun of Entrepreneur of the Week. You'll live in my permanent places as well, like on the website, but it'll be in the show notes on the podcast platforms. I'm pretty sure he, I don't know how to do this YouTube stuff, but my guy, I love my VAs. They're way smarter than me and I'm so grateful for them. But um, if there's a way to put it underneath this too and we, uh, have, it, have it on YouTube, see my growing pains. And that's the other fun thing about being our authentic selves and, and this whole thing, yeah. like calling it recovery entrepreneur, I feel like gives me my get out of free card. If I want to be emotional, it's because I'm an ex-addict and I'm sorting through shit. You know, like we all have shit that just happens to be mine. But I can say whatever I want and I can be imperfect, like you said. So, um. yeah, it's, it's great. And I mean, I've come across so many women now that you think they have it all together that have come from just such awful relationships, whether it be emotional or physical, right? Yes. Scars are deep and boy, have I cried. But it's good, you know, like you said, being our authentic self and letting people know it's okay because we're sharing the same journey. Exactly. So is there anything I forgot to ask or touch on that you would like to share before we wrap it up? No, I'm just really excited. I mean, uh, right now, um, Codebreaker Technologies, which is the Ventura Bank, uh, they're doing a big Black Friday sale. So if you decide that you want to crack your code and you want to go a little further, we do have tools in our back office, such as uh, one cool thing is uh, we have a um, AI, which is linked into LinkedIn, linked into LinkedIn. <laughs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> you actually get a, um, an extension. I couldn't think of the word. You get an extension, and if you're somebody who uses LinkedIn, you can actually crack their code with this extension and you can form a relationship by using their emails to write in their code. It's the most amazing thing. And this was even written it up in Forbes because it's the first AI built with empathy. So the more people use it, the more empathetic it comes because it's using the codes. Wow. So I have used this to, um, Again, not manipulation, but just to talk to people in the way they want to be respected. And I've also written speeches from this, and I'm doing a chapter in a book uh, with Kelly Snyder, and I've written my chapter through this AI because I want this to come across to people who are nurturing, but also can see the steps to take to get out of a domestic violence relationship. Wow. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah so we, everybody hearing this won't hear it until after Black Friday. Uh, but okay, the sale goes on for a while. It's okay. like a dollar for 30 days. Oh, okay. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you explained that. So, <laughs> one final question What is your favorite book 
that you would recommend? This is my fun question. <laughs> my gosh, I've been reading so many books lately. I'm trying to think. You know, I've been reading a lot of like self-help books and guru books and, and things of that nature. But I really like to go back to those books that have like a little bit of mystery in them. And um, of course, since you put me on the spot, I, I can't think of the title of this book. And her name is Jody. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, my me- Anyways, this book was amazing because it, ta- it had such a great ending where you were like, what? <laughs> I'm going to have to message you because I totally went blind. So it wasn't, over here. it wasn't a business book. No, this, this was actually a really good mystery, but it was based on kind of a true story, but she kind of took it a drama. No, actually, one of the best self-help books um, that I'm re- reading is Why They Buy, and that's from Sherry Tree. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the psychology and the, and the personalities of how to build relationships. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I think I need to put together like a book list and I'm going to take everybody's recommendations into mind. That's a great idea. Yeah. There's some really good business books out there now. Absolutely. Entrepreneur books. So I know I have like a stack of them that I still have to read. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Audible account has like 90 of them in there, but that's all good. <laughs> they said like 10 minutes a day, right? 10 minutes a day if you can well, 10 minutes a day of all the things that I'm involved in adds up to there's no day left. Like, literally, I'm supposed to listen to my, my hero, Mr. Cardone, for 10 minutes a day and, like, all the things. But it's okay. We're surviving. I, I know yeah. how to now. But you have to get sleep, too, remember, because you have to recover. Oh, yes. I like my sleep. I like my sleep a lot. Me, too. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite thing is to get up like this morning, I got up at one 30 and I stayed up and like the world isn't open. My phone isn't going off. I mean, like my team doesn't know I'm awake yet unless I start communicating, but I got so much done in five hours this morning from like two to six. I was like, that was four hours, but you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, you know, I'm the same, thing. you know, with a seven year old, I'm, I am thankful my daughter likes to sleep. Nice. So I can get up at five and do so much until nine o'clock. Yes. In fact, I hear a ball rolling. So the kitty's probably playing with the ball and she's probably throwing it. Oh, so it gives me like almost four hours of getting my stuff done. Because then I want to do stuff with her. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you, Angel, so much for being here. I am honored that you came on the show. I'm so glad. I'm so honored you invited me. Yes, it's been great. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Bobby. Have a great day. Bye.